Recently, I went along to the police headquarters here in Wellington to meet with one of the country's top-ranking Māori police officers, Wally Homaha, to talk about an iwi police strategy that aims to reduce the prosecution rate of tangata whenua by 25% by the year 2018. So we're talking today just about turning of the tides. This strategy, it's an iwi police strategy that uses whānau order, the uh, social scheme, um, to help whānau Māori. It was launched in December last year. What's happened since that time? Well, I'm very excited since the launch by our Māori representatives from every iwi throughout the country. Uh, of course, the philosophy of turning of the tide uh, sought to make crime prevention a part of everyday life, encouraging people, particularly in the Māori community, to talk about crime prevention in all settings. Uh, we talked about talking about the issues that uh, disturb us in our households, on our, in our schools, on the marae. So whenever we talk about turning of the tide, and I quote from, from the strategy, we want as many people talking about why crime is wrong, who gets hurt, and what each and every one of us can do to prevent it. So your question in terms of what's happened, uh, that document has gone nationwide. It's one of the three key strategic documents of the New Zealand police. We have our overarching strategy called Prevention First, Road Policing uh, Strategy, and also Turning of the Tide. The exciting part about that is each of the 12 district commanders who run the operational interface out in each of the districts have that document right up front in terms of their business. They look at the issues, particularly in the Māori community, around a whole range of crime categories, and then they look at the taskings and the intelligence that they are able to gather, and they look at who they task to meet the needs of that particular um, crime category. So, for example, if shoplifting is a huge problem amongst uh, in some communities up and down this country, and it is in particular maybe a huge problem for young Māori youth, well, then we deploy to that crime problem. We look at engaging the right people around the table to have those conversations or that corridor so that we can actually understand what's driving people to commit sort of high volumes of shoplifting, uh, wherever it may be. What I understand is, just to point out the fact that turning of the tide focuses on those who commit less serious crimes or petty crimes, is that correct? We actually work uh, right across the broad spectrum of, of criminal activity. So whether it's at the low end of, of the spectrum or at the higher end, we want to provide resolutions or alternative means of dealing with all sorts of things. So we have what we call pre-charge opportunities uh, and we have post-charge. In the pre-charge phase, we're doing very well uh, across a range of offence types uh, in five categories where we five crime, different crime types rather. For example, fighting in a public place, possession of cannabis, uh, disorderly behaviour, breach of liquor band and shoplifting, those five offences now have resulted in 70% uh, of charges um, being dealt with in a different way rather than prosecution. 
what that means in terms of numbers from 2010 to 2013 June of this year we have 56,000 less charges going through the courts uh, less people going through the courts charged with those respective offences so for Māori they otherwise would have been charged with disorderly behaviour, fighting in a public place, possession of cannabis and the likes. Uh, the opportunities to look at alternative arrangements are huge. Although, for those police officers who believe that some Māori may need another form of intervention to ensure that they are getting the right services with, with their people and they're actually addressing the behavioural issues, in terms of what's driving them to these offences in the first place, uh, we have established a process called conditional pre-charge warnings. Uh, and when we set it up in the early stages, we called it an enhanced model of pre-charge warnings. So how does it work? What that means is that if a person gets arrested, he gets taken back to the police station but given a warning. He, the arresting officer has a discussion with the uh, sergeant who's in charge of the custody suite and then they decide that uh, this doesn't warrant a full charge or prosecution, so they'll either they'll give this person a warning. If they believe that a warning is not sufficient on its own, they will then put conditions which then enable us to um, bring alongside of that custody sergeant an iwi liaison officer. The iwi liaison officer then works with the offender the offender is referred to a, a Māori organisation. And, for example, in Lower Hutt, we're running uh, the process there where Te Runanga o Chatiawa are our umbrella organisation where the New Zealand police look at conditional pre-charge warnings, send the offender through with the uh, assistance of the iwi liaison officer within the Runanga, who are running the Fano Order Collective from within the Runanga, also look at the issues and make an assessment of the problems that that person is having. They also work with Tupuni Kōkiri, who's the Kaitoko Fano, who also comes in. So we're starting to join up services. You'll remember the criticism around the public service has been our inability to align our services and work together. So Working in silos. That's right. In the old age uh, um, cliché of working in silos forever haunted the corridors of the public service. I'm actually quite excited by the fact now that we're actually teaming up with different groups. The Ministry of Justice are on board with us. Uh, working together to look at the best opportunities, the best outcomes, the best sanctions to be put in place around the offender's rehabilitation. And even uh, post-charge, where we have diversions with the New Zealand police, we divert into a Māori organisation to look at the if the offender happens to be Māori. And then we look at the reparation, the money that that person would have otherwise paid uh, as a part of his um, sentencing uh, arrangements, that person pays that money to the organisation that will assist in the rehabilitation of the offender's problems. And so that's another way of, of how the system has, has changed quite significantly to work with these people at that end of the scale. Now, as you know, Māori overrepresentation or disproportionality has been huge in the criminal justice system and that story is like a broken record across many fronts. The exciting part about turning of the tide, it's allowed those opportunities, as well as the New Zealand Police Prevention First Strategy, to uh, respond 
in different ways. Because part of turning of the tide, Nia, when it was launched, police had said a part of this is to change the way some police deal with Māori. Absolutely. It's shifting the mindset and looking more at prevention. And if our young people are coming, to, or Māori are coming into the criminal justice system, ours is, in, is to ensure that they don't come back. Particularly if they come in for the first time, we, we, we try and divert them. We've got some options to divert them away in the first instance. Uh, for example, if you normally would have got arrested and charged for breach of the liquor ban, and a lot of Māori in that social context, uh, social setting, should I say, were getting arrested and charged for breach of the liquor ban, which gives them a criminal record. Now, we will be bringing in... Um, we, the, the pre-charge warnings has contributed to those people, those p- people in that position not being prosecuted. We'll also have uh, written uh, warnings uh, or, or looking at in the future bringing in infringement notices if they're severe enough uh, to look at taking the person back to the police station for their own protection and safety. So there we are exploring and examining a whole range of alternative arrangements in terms of dealing with people. In the youth space, um, we are working with our youth services people because, as we said, in turning of the tide, we will reduce by 2018 10% of first-time offenders um, coming into the system. And already I can see we're going to start making significant gains because our our youth services people are working really hard with our uh, iwi liaisons up and down the country. And when they come to the attention of the police we go through a process called alternative actions. So the alternative actions, which is a part of the Children and Young Persons Act, allows us to engage iwi hapu whanau and work with the problems in that, in that uh, forum. Kind of like whanau order, because the, the approach of whanau order is to encompass all uh, government services as well as looking at a whanau rather than a troubled individual, ne? Absolutely, and that's the only way we will look at addressing the behaviour because it's not just about the individual themselves. The individuals come out of a setting or the environment may not be conducive. Uh, some kids uh, may be living in conditions where they're really pohara. There's no kai in the cupboards. There's no, you know, they've, they've got to go out and survive. There are the opportunists who, who, who may have plenty but want to just be hotutu and do what they want to do uh, anyway. But I think the way that we are now approaching this collectively, particularly since turning of the tide and our prevention first strategy, is that I think we're more in line, our thinking is more attuned to our community partnerships. How important is that to have like a single thought or a single direction? I I think it's the only way that will have a huge impact. In fact, the collective impact is what's going to make a difference in the criminal justice system. And we're starting to see that already. Across the 12 policing districts that I've mentioned, each district commander is held to account on a monthly basis. So from a national perspective, where I sit uh, alongside of the, 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 the police executive, we produce what we call monthly intelligence reports. And what do they consist of? They consist of all of the objectives that have been outlined in the Turning of the Tide action plan. Can you name a few? Reducing first-time Māori offenders by 5%, reducing first-time adult offenders by 5%. Those are the objectives. Reducing uh, repeat offenders, uh, youth in the youth area uh, coming back into the system. Reducing 10% 10 around 
adult offenders coming back into the system. We're looking at less prosecutions, 15% less prosecutions of Māori in the system. And already we're starting to gauge across the districts which districts where we've set the targets from the baseline to the targets and where they're currently sitting. Some are in green, some are in red, but it's early days and it's exciting to see the change. It is early days. If we look at turning of the tide, it's not yet a year since it was launched. We are the only government organisation, to my understanding, that have actually set targets to reduce the uh, demand profile of Māori in the criminal justice system. So where we've set the targets at 5%, 10%, 15%, less road deaths, uh, less crashes, serious crashes for Māori, less road deaths, fatalities on the road by providing the messages, the interventions, etc., education, awareness, um, upping the ante on seatbelt restraints, um, highlighting the dangers of speed, alcohol, drugs. Um, we're, the, we're, we're the only organisation that have set those targets for Māori coming out of our, our, our um, unit of Māori Pacific Ethnic Services, and I'm actually quite fiercely proud about that. When it was launched, Turning of the Tides, mm. there was the overall objective of reducing by 25% prosecution rates mm. among Māori by mm. 2018. Mm. Is that quite a huge feat or quite a huge challenge, do you think? We always said that uh, the strategy was ambitious, but there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. I think by 2018, I'm pretty positive that we will achieve those targets. Already the way we're dealing with alternative resolutions and looking at the options around pre-charge, dealing with the, the situation in a totally different way and looking at engaging our Māori partners and our Māori providers, again, to shift the problem so that we're dealing with behavioural issues. I would say that those first... And, and the warnings we're giving to first-time offenders, the evidence shows that if, if they are warned in the first instance and given an opportunity, some may never come back into the system again. In the majority of those, uh, that's the case in the majority of cases. That could mean less taxpayer money being spent in the justice system? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and that money can be reinvested in other areas. That's not to say that, you know, like whilst I'm, I'm excited in the short time that we've uh, looked at the, the, the uh, launch of Turning of the Tide, and being an iwi crime prevention plan, I think this is one of the most exciting developments that we've seen in a long, long time and actually gives the New Zealand police and iwi the mandate to come closer together and to hold each other to account. So if iwi are demanding that they want to know what the crime picture is in each of their di districts, my role is to ensure that that information is shared. And they can do that through they, the iwi liaison. Absolutely. Well. And not only through the iwi liaisons, through the district commanders. Because in each of the district commander uh, areas, the structure that we've actually put in place allows the iwi forums to sit alongside of the, dis the, the district commander in that key decision-making role to question why are the figures so high, and they will be able to, each of those leaders, you remember, come to Wellington, and I show them the comparisons district by district. So if one district is saying that, oh, they're not performing so well, and they want to know what's driving uh, the issues in their district, they can see clearly and start to compare against some of the best practice that may be going on in another uh, rohi.
And next week, we find out why Police Superintendent Wally Haumaha is praising the Māori Trust Board Te Runanga Nui o Taranaki Whānui ki Te Upoko o Tega Māui in Lower Hutt. He speaks highly of the way it's running a pilot programme under Turning of the Tide, which appears to be helping 60 or so people who've been referred to the iwi entity by the police. The key principles that drive the success uh, currently of this programme is the fact that we've got strong leadership. We've got a good uh, chairperson uh, on the runanga who oversees uh, pre-charge warnings, all the alternative resolution um, areas, and that's um, Neville Baker. We've got an absolute uh, strong supporter in Dr. Kara Pukatapu, who Kara, in terms of his acumen, his skills, his knowledge, um, are, are fantastic, and he sits at the National Forum with the Commissioner, both he and Neville. The leadership at that level is excellent. The infrastructure, which I believe is the, one of the most important things, is that iwi have to have the infrastructure, uh, they have to have the capacity and they have to have the capability, along with other government agencies supporting that capability and capacity, to drive these programs.